Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade plan. Okay, then apologies for that, guys. We just had a, a brief connection problem. Um, but I think we're good again now. So hopefully that won't that won't happen again. Um, so, okay, welcome to today's pre-market trade plan live session for Wednesday, the 20th of September. And so um, the idea of the session is to do all our sort of analysis, really uh, identify uh, and be prepared for some of today's trading opportunities um, so that we can look to pull the trigger when, when those opportunities present themselves. So um, let's get straight into it. And we'll just a quick introduction. We'll start, of course, with our risk warning. Just take a brief moment to familiarize yourself um, with our risk warning currently up on the screen. Um, so all profitable traders need to consider which markets to trade. So we're talking about trade selection. We're talking about um, uh, where do we enter these markets? Where do we exit? How do we manage risk? Um, how do we manage each trade, hopefully to a successful outcome and trade psychology? All very, very important. There's a lot of education on each of these topics um, in your members area, but um, these are the things that we talk about every single day. We, we, we consider these in, in our decision making and we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. Um, we've got a really good example to discuss in just a second with what's going on in the, in the oil markets. Um, consistency is really important, accurate with the levels we use, uh, discipline with with our capital um, and our, our sort of risk management approach uh, allows us to be profitable over time, um, especially during really quite choppy or difficult market conditions where it's quite tough to get a foothold in any particular trade. Uh, discipline with our capital and, of course, be patient as well. Okay, so uh, let's have a quick look at this market moving news. So... Um, so we've just had some important news out um, for the for the Bank of England. We've had year-on-year uh, -year inflation numbers coming in considerably below expectations. So we're expecting a little bit of a a soft reversal, perhaps, to the upside for inflation for the UK economy, uh, similar to the US. And we've actually um, inflation has come in considerably lower. So 
making progress. Uh, we were up at 11%, now we're down at 6%, or 6.7, should I say. So um, we're, we're on our way to kind of halving that inflation target uh, set by Rishi Sunak. Um, if we just look back at yesterday, um, the inflation story is, I think, uh, an individual one. It's kind of different in different economies. Um, now, there's no doubt about it. Across the board, inflation is coming down, but we're seeing North America, we're seeing a little bit of a, an uncomfortable um, shift to the upside, just even if it's a small one um, for the US economy and, and the Canadian economy. And as you can see now, um, the UK consumer price index numbers are actually softening even further. And each of these things, they present different problems for the relevant central bank. So we've just heard the, um, the numbers there a second ago. Prior to this print, there was a 90% chance that, um, this is according to analysts, of course, that the BOE will, will raise rates on Thursday. Now, there's a 70% chance. So what, what traders are doing is they're taking uh, these new inflation numbers uh, into account with, um, with regards to monetary policy, interest rate decisions. And we're in a different place in different markets. If you look at the US as a good example, we've got we've got inflation at um, it's just bounced higher, isn't it? To three point seven, yeah, from three percent to three point seven. So we've had a bit of a, a swing to the upside, but interest rates are at five point five. So interest rates are considerably above um, inflation numbers in the US. In the UK, it's the other way around. We've got inflation up at 6.7 and uh, the interest rate is 5%, is it? Um, yeah, no, 5.25. So we have a situation where um, still in many economies, inflation is still above the, the, the interest rate. And that just generally implies, now every economy might have a slightly different sort of variance on that, but um, it generally implies that that inf that interest rates keep needing to to go higher. So when you have all these central banks saying, "Oh, you know, we're one and done," um, if inflation's above that, that's a very, you know, we wouldn't necessarily be believing that central bank to any great extent. Um, so, and the UK economy is in one of those positions where we've got inflation above uh, interest interest rate hikes. So further upside, we would imagine now for the BOE, um, except the, the markets are now pricing in perhaps a little bit of a pause uh, from the Bank of England. Oh, sorry, sorry, today's Wednesday, isn't it? So, so the Bank of England is actually tomorrow, which is, which is Thursday, and we, we'll hear from the Swiss National Bank as well. So that's the inflation story for the UK, and um, all eyes are really on the FOMC. And... With all of these central bank rate decisions, we're not only going to get economic forecasts on things like inflation and growth and uh, and unemployment. Um, we're also going to get the projections of rate hikes or perhaps some signal that we'll get a series of further rate hikes or we're going to pause for a period or we're going to, I mean, no one's really talking that dovishly right now but that 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 could begin to change and this is what traders and investors are are really keen to um to ascertain 
So uh, a very, very important week for these financial markets. And um, we, we've obviously got a, a strong focus on, on dollar related assets. Um, so all eyes really on today's FOMC, we're going to have the federal funds rate. It's expected to stay at 5.5, but the key is if it's a pause, are we still going to be raising rates if, um, if inflation actually does reduce down to 3% and below, uh, over the next couple of months, then that's a, you know, then we probably don't need to go much higher than 5.5. And if the fed continue to push rates higher, then you wonder why. So they might be seeing something far more difficult coming down the line. And any talk of a recession um, any talk of a recession uh, could could begin to kind of worry um, the the Fed a little bit um, in terms of lowering rates. So it's it's a pivotal stage in terms of we've kind of concluded one particular cycle, which is sort of rate hiking or uh, we're, we're we're on the verge of basically closing out that, that kind of cycle. Now we, we're potentially entering a kind of a wait and see phase. And the next step is if, it, if the economic conditions get considerably worse and deteriorate rapidly, then these central banks have the ability to start lowering rates again. Try and inject a little bit of um, uh, accommodation into these markets. And tomorrow, really, our, our only focus is, is the FOMC today. So it's going to be interesting to see if we bring up our charts now, um, how we can apply this to these markets. Well, straight off the bat, we had a bit of a period yesterday where we actually started to see these prices tumble. And you can see that we're, we're um, ideally, we would have liked to have stayed below the these moving averages. Now we were willing to get into the uh, to the Nasdaq trade, but there's this profound resilience. So these are trades that are work, worth getting into because they're structural failure trades to the downside, and you know these can hemorrhage really quickly. But what is quite interesting is um, the resilience, the fact that we're failing to break below the the, the moving averages, and um, we're creating this sort of period of um, of support levels um, that from which this market could actually rally. Um, so we've got this strange dynamic where our bias is to the downside, but prices are, are clearly prevented from, from pushing lower. So the question is, and we'll probably wait for the FOMC. So we're not surprised that we haven't seen that much progress really uh, this week going into FOMC. Um, and we don't really, we haven't had a huge amount to work with to any great extent this week. We, we are positioning ourselves in the S&P to the downside, the NASDAQ to the downside. And we're also in the pound pairs to the downside, pound dollar, which is making a bit of progress. Um, the, the, the dollar, the pound yen, which is very, very slowly making very little progress there. Um, however, our bias is still lower. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have a good look at these over the course of the trading day. Um, the dollar itself is it's it's in a period of inflection. Um, 
So the dollar CAD, we did get that sizable move to the downside. It, it pretty much bounced off these levels that we were talking about, the 33.89, um, and it, it, it kind of rallied a little bit. So we are getting a lot of kind of volatility without without seeing the kind of clarity behind it. You know, you want these prices to either break higher or break lower. So the, the dollar is, is in an interesting phase for now. Uh, the euro pound is strengthening a little bit. We've got this sort of longer term sideways pattern. We kind of want a bit of a breakout from that if we can. So the euro is finding a bit of strength today. Um, this is really choppy price action. Um, we do have a downside bias, but uh, we're being held up still. Uh, with the pound yen so moving on to commodities then there's lower highs we'd have an expectation for for gold especially if the dollar continues to strengthen um we'd have an expectation for this market to move to the downside we're just in this in this indecisive phase so a break above the 1953 our bias would pretty much change to some upside moves currently we could still argue the, the especially if the dollar starts to strengthen that downside move there so oh so gold is the is the is the one that as we we're expecting prices to push a little bit higher we didn't get that opportunity unfortunately um when we get into these markets we fully know and understand that, that these markets can can reverse very very quickly and in fact the level that we want this market to reverse to now, if we want a proper corrective move, is ideally back to the $84, $85 level, down to these lows. That would give us that next, would be met by these uh, moving averages, and that would give us our next leg to the upside. Um, so a strong rollover to the downside for US oil um, overnight interesting to see okay and then that leaves us with the u.s indices so we're at very important pivot points for these markets and it looks like that's certainly going to remain the case for the rest of the day um we've not made much progress since we got into these trades uh, bitcoin just for your information We're getting a little rally, but our bias is still to the downside. And if the 24,000 level breaks, you know, we're, we're, we're back down to the low 20,000 levels. So, um, so the question we ask, we ask ourselves is, do we have any clarity on the mark on the fundamental side of things? The answer is not really. What about sentiment? Is, is, is there, is there, sort of a particular sentiment that we can focus our attention on. The answer is not really. It's very decisive. Um, you know, traders and investors are, are shifting from, um, they don't know what to do with their money. They don't know whether they, they need to put it to work. They don't need, they don't need, sorry, they don't know whether they need to put it into safe havens like net beneficiaries of, of gold and, and the yen and the dollar. Um, so we, we do seem to be at this kind of important pivotal stage and um, all things are likely to sort of crystallize a little bit for us uh, for the FOMC this evening. 
we get these projections, we get these rate hike decisions, we get um, projections perhaps moving into the future in terms of how many more rate hikes are we likely to get. We get information around all of these really important features, at which point we'd probably get some clarity on market fundamentals, we'd probably get some sort of sentiment-driven uh, market moves, and, and technically we'd probably be able to get into some decent trades. So we're going to um, stick to what we uh, what we kind of have. Um, this is where it gets a little bit challenging now because unfortunately we do have indecisive market conditions going in to this particular news event. Um, so let's let's put that down so that you you at least have an understanding for the backdrop uh, indecisive. So indecisive market conditions as we await central bank indecisive market conditions yeah yesterday we had a bit more of a, a risk off view it was a very marginal or, or we refer to it as kind of a mild risk off view we saw that sort of risk off trade kick in for a period and then that subsequently reversed before the close so no progress made really um, so yeah, we, we've still got, I mean, if we're going to get a pause, but you see, the question is, will it be a hawkish pause from the FOMC? Um, will they say we're going to pause now, but perhaps in November, we're going to, we're going to push rates higher if the, if the inflation story doesn't you know, roll back over to the downside. So we could end up having a hawkish pause, which would be, we'd like to say mildly negative for US indices, and we'd like to say probably it has a net benefit for the dollar if it is that hawkish pause. It's just there's no guarantees that the Fed are actually going to follow through with that. Um, the euro dollar in here is very much kind of indecisive our, our bias would still be to the downside so 0672 we could probably look at a sell trade there for the euro dollar um and oil is let's see what the current price of oil is it's 89 dollars yeah, 89.39. So we now need a corrective move in oil to get back into it. The two previous trades we got into were both sort of breakout trades with a lot of bullish price action in between. Um, so it gave us some upside potential uh, before, you know, aggressively rolling over. This is, uh, it takes a long time to grind higher. It takes a short time to, to, if you look at this little time frame in here, um, the 14th of September, we're sort of grinding higher the whole time, keep going up, 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 up. And then in the last sort of, what's this hourly? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17. So we're kind of taking four or five days to push higher. And then we're taking 16, 17 hours to kind of, roll over significantly so so our bias is still to the downside we've got 
so we're not going to be looking at US oil. So our bias, and, and it is only a bias, it's this is not, we're not saying that we're guaranteed um, any particular move at this point. Like we keep saying, it's an important inflection point. We're at important um, levels to determine whether prices become support for equity markets, whether there's resistance in there for the dollar, whether there's support in there for the dollar. We're at these important decision-making points. So I'm sure we'll get clarity over the course of the next 48 hours in many of these markets. But for now, we've got indecision playing out and uh, we have to acknowledge that if we get in, trade smaller size, if we, uh, you know, we need to make decisions on that basis. And we can certainly look at, at the euro dollar if it does sell below the 106.72. Um, do you know what? Let's work with the, just more broadly, the dollar strength trade. And let's not necessarily commit ourselves to the euro, which is actually having a bit of a bounce today. So let, let's just focus on that dollar strength. We'll see where the best dollar strength trade is. It could easily be in the pound dollar, which we're already in. So um, it's important to, to make sure that you maintain your disciplined approach to risk management in these markets. Um, we, are, we are finding these markets particularly challenging, indecisive, erratic. So it does make it um, kind of a difficult space right now. But this is where you revert back to your knowledge and understanding regarding your approach to risk. And you want to make sure that you don't accidentally get overexcited, be too aggressive, take 30, 40, 50% hits on your trading account where you've, you've pretty much smashed your trading account at that point. And then you start chasing and all of a sudden you've burned your capital. So avoid all of that. Just have a disciplined approach to risk management and just know that we're trading really quite challenging conditions right now. Okay, so look, on that note, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we let you go. Um, there's a lack of clarity on the narrative side. We've got bond deals pushing higher as well, which we didn't really get time to discuss. So that's all supporting this risk-off trade. Um, just very quickly with the two-year, we're now up at 5.8. So we're at new highs over the two-year. So these risks are building. Um, should be negative for equity markets, although this resilience is playing out. Um, commodities... They're a bit softening now today, but yesterday they were looking quite bullish. Um, the dollar, it's hard to say we're at these pivotal points for the US indices and the dollar. So we haven't really made much progress in either direction and could still move in either direction as well. Great stuff, guys. On that note, listen, if there's any questions, feel free to post them. and We'll answer them before we close off. And just to let you know, we do trade these markets live every day from 8 a.m. for the European trading session. So we're going to switch rooms now uh, and look to see if we can uh, capitalize on any decent opportunities uh, and we're back again for lunchtime uh, for the US uh, trading session which kicks off at one o'clock so we'll be uh, broadcasting from 12 45 p.m uh, every day of course Monday to Friday so if you want to join us feel free to do so just go to our website for more information and we'll uh, we'll we'll see you on the inside thanks so much take care bye for now
Okay.